Hello and welcome to Egg Timer with the Eleven, the podcast with the timer, to help to get to know each and every one of the downright glorious people working at the Eleven. On this week's episode, we're talking the Eleven. There's so much to say about this company that we all flock to daily. And today I had the wonderful privilege of sitting down with none other than Ben Gately, the BG in the sky with diamonds, a human I want nothing more to do than to sit down and listen to his brain in the park with a lovely cup of tea and hear all his brain thoughts on everything. And now we all get a glimpse into his brain cog workings. Enjoy this episode of this week, BG. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So hello BG and welcome to X Time with the Eleven. How you doing? <laughs> good. How are you today? I'm really good, yeah. Super good. How are you feeling about being on this podcast? Yeah, super excited. I'm a big, uh, I'm a really big podcast lover. I've always got a podcast in my uh, in my uh, morning commute and yeah. on the way home in the evening. It's always been a bit of a thing which I've been like, I'd love if we did a company podcast one day. So I'm super excited that you've um, picked up the baton and run with it. As <laughs> well. Running far and fast away with the baby. What are you listening to currently? I mean, so podcasts got me into American politics in a kind of bizarre fashion. So I'm a big lover of 538 politics podcasts. And there's another one that I've listened to recently, which is called Pod Save America, which is by a company called Crooked Media. And they're the guys that used to be the speechwriters for uh, Obama. Whoa. Super funny guys, super hilarious. And then um, I tend to listen to anything by Gimlet Media. So that's like... Mm Um, Reply All, uh, Startup Podcast, uh, a whole bunch of those good ones, uh, This American Life, Invisibilia, Invisibilia. yeah, nice. like 10 or so that I work through. Cool. Okay, I'm going to throw at you some fun, silly okay. questions. What is your favourite sandwich filling? <sighs> so fucking difficult. <laughs> um, it's really, really bizarre. I love coronation chicken, but I never eat it. Question, yeah. do you put like apricots in it? If there were apricots in it, I would eat them. I wouldn't purposely. I'm like more of a fan of a raisin. I think that's ah. like a nice way to add a bit of sweetness. Okay. Are you a sweet or savoury person? I think I'm a savoury person, but I think people around me would disagree. Like, I love ordering dessert, and I like I would order dessert over cheese, 100%. Okay. And like, I'm always eating sweets when I'm in the office, so I actually think I have way more of a sweet tooth than I realise. Yeah. Are you a nighttime or daytime person? Definitely daytime, 100%. Mornings are like my favourite, they're my favourite thing. Like, I love my mornings. I get up nice and early, I go go to the gym, I swim, I run, I cycle, whatever. Then I have my coffee and breakfast and do kind of like a bunch of work, and then kind of get to like walk into the office for about 10 o'clock, which just, for me, if I have a productive morning, the rest of the day, like, all goes really, really well. Do you have, like, a go-to song where you're like, this is my morning tune, or anything like that? I've been, it's funny, I've been thinking about that. Um, I don't, and, and, like, maybe I would like one. Um, there's a song I've been listening to, I've been listening to a gospel song recently, which is called Hosanna by a guy called Kirk Franklin. Um, at, because I was at a wedding recently. Hosanna! Yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. okay. <laughs> I was at a wedding recently, and I was... It got played basically. Everyone went mental and they kind of lost their minds. And I was like, this is a brilliant song. And it's like super catchy and like incredibly positive. And it just makes you smile. If you, because you are quite a sporty man, as you just mentioned, you love a good bit of physicality throughout sure. your day. Yeah, all about that. If you were in the Olympics, what sports <sighs> would you want to be playing in? Or would you create your own like speciality where you're like egg and spoon race? Or okay. fastest jelly eating. Good. So 
I'll ask this question two ways. Okay. So the first question is, what is the sport that I think I would be best at yes. in the Olympics? That would either be triathlon, which is my sport, or 800 meters. That was like what mm. I competed in before I did triathlon. Um, my personal best is one minute and 59 seconds. So like breaking the two, two minute mark mm -hmm. in uh, 800 meters is always like a, it's a quite a big thing. So yeah. I was like very, very pumped when that happened. So either of those. What would I like to? What would I like to compete in? I think something water-based. So, like, um, if you, did you see in the last Olympics um, the like the kneeling canoeing? Did you see that? No. You have like one leg, one leg kneeling, one leg up, basically, with the canoe and a paddling, and it looks mental and <laughs> quite fun. So that's what I would go for. You have siblings. I have yeah, two siblings, two brothers, two younger brothers. Christian is the youngest. He's eighteen. He's about to turn eighteen. Just finished his A levels, and Hugo, who is twenty-four who um, works in fashion. And do you think you would want to, in your Olympic Games, compete with or oh. against them? <laughs> Definitely against them. <laughs> definitely against them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, no, they're both sporty. I think I'd probably definitely take my sport a little bit more seriously. <laughs> um, and I'm probably a little more competitive than both of them. Are you a big reader? Yeah, so um, my reading habits are a bit interesting. I love to read. I do, I do enjoy it. I, find it very difficult to do it during the week. Mm -hmm. Like, I like to go to bed quite early because I get up early, so don't have a huge amount of time. My commute podcast fills that. So I don't have a, like a chunk of time. There's one thing I do read regularly, which is Monocle magazine. I've had like a subscription for the last probably two and a half years. Wow. A couple of reasons. I just genuinely love the business and the brand and the magazine, like the way it's produced. The content is a mixture of design, arts, business, culture, politics, which I think is just like, like, it's a really nice summary of a whole bunch of different things. And aesthetically, like it's incredibly well put together and I really like, I like that, I appreciate that. It's not a magazine that you throw away, it's a magazine you keep and I kind of, I've got them all on my bookshelf all collected, which is really, really nice. And then the other moment I read is, um, I re read when I'm on holiday. And I like to read like, basically trashy crime thrillers. Nice. Is my vibe, like. Girl on the Train. Yeah, just stuff that's like completely, different to I guess what I'm doing day to day. Yeah. Um, so it has to be a certain type of holiday, a certain type of holiday where I'm like really trying to relax and switch off and like disconnect and so I want something that's just gonna like take my mind off work basically. Yeah. Because you're a big cooker, yeah. is that what you do with cooking as well? Like is that mm. your kind of, because we're obviously in a very creative office in all senses of the word to designing Charlie, to Born doing their stuff and the Eleven creating their incredible things. Would you say cooking is your kind of like creative outlet? Because I've heard incredible things about your like flavours and style. <laughs> uh, through the grapevine. Flavours and style, sure. So, <laughs> that's um, your podcast. Yeah, that's my podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking good podcast title. Um, can I swear? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, X-rated podcast, love it. Um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy cooking. I think, I think it's more that I enjoy the, the kind of situation, right? Like... I'm not, I'm not a huge drinker and I don't like go out out all the time. That's not maybe my ideal night out. Mm -hmm. um, but I love friends and I love chatting and all that. And so I'm really lucky that I live in a house that's got space to like, entertain so we can have like 15, 20 people sitting around the table having dinner. And that's so lovely. And then to be able to like, cook and prepare a meal for everyone and um, see people enjoy it and over a glass of wine and, and, and kind of like, sit there drinking whiskey or whatever is just like, just such a lovely evening. What is your, I'm going to ask you a few questions on the cooking thing. 
A very basic one. Pizza is always quite a people divider, flavour-wise. Yeah, sure. What is your go-to mm. topping? I love that deep cutting question. <laughs> We're keeping it simple. Don't keep but... it real, man. Don't keep it real. Um, what's my go-to flavour? Yeah. Or like topping. If someone was like, BG, you're in charge of ordering the pizzas. So it's or would you delegate? Oh, I would. I wouldn't delegate. I would definitely order. I enjoy ordering for people. Um, another. Another opportunity for me to exercise some control <laughs> um, so the first thing is like there's got to be a good amount of tomato sauce so like oh. extra tomato sauce that's important lots of cheese often I order extra cheese um, I like a mushroom yes. I like um, like some salami or something like that some ham maybe um, I love onion on a pizza this is a great order okay carry on um, I'm, this, is, this isn't probably included but I also love a cheese pizza yes Tuna red onion pizza is top notch with some spicy sauce. You can't really get it wrong. So if you were to host a dinner party, a sure. dead dinner party, right? Well, maybe not all dead, but you are allowed a five living dead like philosophers, re- writers, directors, movie stars, athletes. Who would you invite? Who would be your top five? It doesn't have to be five, but who would you invite? Probably my, my dad would definitely be there. Yeah. Yeah. You can do more than five. Um, but that would be there. Um, then I'd probably have Colin Jackson, which is kind of bizarre, so he's a Olympic hurdler. Nice. Um, an ex-Olympic hurdler, I was just like quite impressed by him. I, I'm like a big fan of adventurers, mm. so maybe like someone like Bear Grylls, I'm a big fan of Louis III. Yes. Um, and then probably Casey Neistat, the, the blogger. Yeah. I didn't know you were a Casey Neistat fan. Yeah, I'm a Casey Neistat fan. Yeah? yeah? How do you feel about his blogging style? I have a huge amount of respect for the fact that like he produces so much freaking content. Like, yeah. Must be super intense. Yeah, I guess his story is quite similar to yours and Rob's because him and his brother started yeah. and everyone told them they couldn't do their video thing and then they pitched it to MTV and MTV picked it up and now he's where doing... He yeah, he is where he is. It's quite, it's quite similar. Yeah, like he's got... Definitely like a self-start attitude, which I massively respect anyone yeah. that kind of does that. And I think he's pretty honest. I think it's fun. And I always think his, his, his videos are like always like fairly inspiring, even if yeah. it's just like the music and the shots more than anything else. Yeah. He's a big runner. Mm. I guess if you were to go for a run with Casey <sighs> Neistat, where would you run? Or what? Any country, any walk. It's got to be New York City. Like yeah. 100%. Yeah, like just down the banks of the Hudson. Um, over to Brooklyn maybe and, and back around like yeah he's a great runner um, that's the best way to see any city in the world yeah is to run you will not find a better way to understand a city than to run around it I discovered that once um, I discovered that when I was on my gap year and I was interrailing around Europe wow on my own I would stop in cities and I'd be like right need to, need to get my bearings the first thing I would do when I got there would be go for a run because suddenly you understand okay like that's what's that way, that's what's that way, that's what's that way, right? I think yeah. we have a, you know, we arrive in these places, we get in Ubers, we get out of Ubers, we get on public transport, we get off public transport. Do we ever really appreciate and see the world around us? Yeah. And running, you have to engage, right? Yeah. Can't be on the phone, you can't be really deep in a podcast, you have to be looking like, where am I going, left, right? And I think the other thing is, is that I never really run with maps or run with like a, I just run. Yeah. and see what happens right so I'll be like okay I think if I go straight and keep going and then eventually I'd go left and maybe keep going and see if I can run in a loop or worst comes to worst you stop and just go back on yourself so you're having to concentrate on like 
the streets and the names and the things and the places and I think yeah I think that helps you build up a really good idea of like what makes up a city. That's incredible I didn't know that about you what has been your favorite city to run in so oh. far or is there one where you it really surprised you in a way you didn't know because I my, I like walking or I'm, mm. I'm not a runner I'm a quiet walker um, but I did that around Prague yeah. and it was really the best nice. yeah. and that was very eye-opening have you got a one of my favourite runs from from recent time is was in Lisbon. Ah. So it's kind of in the centre. But so I guess Lisbon is on a river, right? But it's also like near the mouth of the yeah. sea. If you're in Lisbon and the town is behind you, the water's in front of you. There's basically a promenade that you can follow. And if you go to your right, underneath their version of the Golden Gate Bridge, you kind of keep going towards the sea, and you get to another town called Belém, which is like basically next to Lisbon, which is where. Pastis de Nato is from, which was originally called Pastis de Belen, and that's where like, the original shop that invented them and still they're still making them today. You can go and have one, really, really nice. It's like the traditional Portuguese custard tart. Um, there's also a monastery there, and um, I guess like a few kind of like monuments you might want to visit. But there's a perfect route that just goes from Lisbon all the way down to Belen, and I did that, and kind of just ended up going way, way further than I thought I was going to go and ended up running for like 22, 23 kilometres. Oh my god. Kind of round trip. But the sun was shining, I had great music in my ears. Um, yeah, it was, it was just like, it's so inspiring. I think when there's something really cathartic about running, you're powering yourself. Is there like a celebrity best friend duo or like superhero oh. duo or do you see someone a pair where you're like, that's me and Rob. Like Batman and Robin, or <sighs> Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Like, do you have a goat one where you're like, it's me and Rob? Or film characters? I'm always just curious. <laughs> it's really interesting. So it's, it's like, I think it's husband and wife is the best, is the best way, <laughs> is the best way to describe it. And so like, I'd look at like, like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yes. Yes. Maybe. The perfect answer. Um, I think Rob would probably be, Beyonce, <laughs> which is interesting. I just feel like she's the one that's like the most vocal and passionate in that relationship. And that gold dress he wears all the time. Yeah, he's got to stop wearing it. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> um, and I think that's the same. You know, he's the same in our relationship in that, like, you know, he's the one that is leading the charge. Mm. I'm working out like how to how to how to take his ideas and dreams and all of that and make that relevant to the business. Yeah, that's lovely. Thank you so much for sharing and me getting to question you. It is now your turn. You can ask me one question of anything under the sun, be it big, small, tiny, silly, rhetorical, sure. whatever you wish. Um, what is the one thing that you wished you'd known before you joined this place? Ooh, I think it always goes to the honesty of feedback mm. and I mean that in a good way it's not in a like scary I wish someone had like warned me way I mean I wish I had known from day one how real and honest everyone was it wasn't people saying it to like make you feel small or silly on your first day it was like this is just the culture and everyone it's just an honest environment because mm. you don't experience that at all in, in that I haven't so I wish I'd just known from doing like, this is for the greater good. And then I would have, I think, spoken up a lot more. Or asked questions more. 
all in the best way. That's just like, oh. Yeah. It helps though that everyone like hugs you on your first day and you're like, oh, it's this kind of, oh, yay. <laughs> Can't have too many hugs. Never too many hugs. BG, thank you so much for being on Egg Time of the Eleven. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing. Bye. <laughs> And just like that, another episode over and done with, another egg timer moment finished. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you learned something new about our wonderful guests. Tune in next week for more with me, Sarah, and egg timer with the 11.